Welcome to the Pitting Combination Podcast. We are back for 2022-2023 season. I'm KJ Pilcher, the Gazette, alongside Hall of Fame coach, competitor, uh, now media uh, member uh, for a few years now, uh, Dick Riggs. Uh, coach, Thanksgiving's behind us, and now we're straight ahead for wrestling the next three or four months. You know, so many indicators to, to when the wrestling season starts. Obviously, you mentioned Thanksgiving, but but uh, cold weather. We had some cold weather that hit. And, and of course, uh, when it goes back to, I think we're daylight time, savings time in the summer, right? And then we're back on regular time now. I forget how it works, but, but uh, when that happens, I know it's wrestling season because it's about five o'clock, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> right. Feeling good. It's that time of the year. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, driving out to uh, Albernet last night for the first uh, boys competition of the season, a uh, little bit before six o'clock, and it's pitch, pitch blackout. Uh, five five months earlier, um, you know the sun would be uh, shining bright at that time of the, of the evening or the late afternoon. So. Don't get me wrong. I like summers too, but man, it's wrestling season. So let's embrace it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's one, that's one thing that I think gets overlooked before we jump into things, you know, and, and I know you've had, I would, I would guess thousands, thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of, of days over your long career that when it comes to winter time, <laughs> I, I wasn't getting at the age thing, but um. <laughs> Man, how many days during the wrestling season did you have where you did not see sunlight? The light day, right? A window. It was every day of the week, you know, the five days. And then on Saturday, we'd get up and you're, you're exactly right. Crack of dawn because you're, I mean, sometimes we're leaving at five in the morning to, you know, or at least we're at the school getting ready to leave and checking weight and that sort of thing before we go to Southeast Polk or over to Valley or somewhere out, you know up to Cedar Falls to our big tournaments, you know, so you have to get there for weigh-in and, uh, you know, two hours ahead of time. So, uh, yeah, exactly. The tournament would run till, till dark. And, and, uh, then Sunday when, of course, when you know, Kyle started going, you know, in the youth wrestling, it, it was, a, it was a seven day a week. And it was like, you know, when the season started until, until March, you know, so yeah, it's a blast. That's you better love I don't it. Think, I don't think people appreciate People that have been through it appreciate it, but I still remember getting up at five or five thirty to go in and run and have conditioning before school and it's dark and it's cold, you know, and then you, you know, you shower there at school, go to class after school, back to the room and, you know, then you're walking out and it's dark and cold again, right. you know. I have, a, I have a, a kind of a neat story that, that goes along with this that goes, it was, a, it was a Friday night before a tournament and one of my wrestlers, George Rock, I'll say his name. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember. has some wrestlers, some sons that have, have wrestled and may still be wrestling over at Marion. And uh, anyway, so George was a little bit overweight and he was having some trouble mentally and that sort of thing. So, and, you know, I said, come on, George, let's get our gear on and let's run. And we were running in the, in the, around the halls back when I was younger and could do that <laughs> uh, we just ran and ran and ran and talking and just just got away from worrying about our weight 
and just got to business where, you know, just went all over the place in that school and, and uh, you know, down in the pool and ran around it and over in the fine arts and ran around. Anyway, um, we, uh, we got done. He was down to weight and was, was good, weighed in the next day and won the darn tournament. And it was just one of my really fond memories of, uh, of, you know, of the camaraderie that happens between a coach and a wrestler. And, and uh, that was a so awesome. to bring that up is we were there till 10 o'clock at night. So <laughs> a long day, but the yeah. reward was the, the, you know, on Saturday. So that's awesome. I was, I did a, a girl's meet last night. Um, and uh, um, anyway, uh, uh, there was a four teams that were there and, and it was, uh, man, the excitement that the girls bring to the gym. And, and I'm so, I'm so happy and excited that they get to enjoy the sport that, that the boys have been doing for, for a long, long time. And, and uh, it's it's interesting to see all of the things that the boys go through. So are the girls, the highs, the lows, the you know the battles, and it's just fun. And, and you know, and, and uh, you know, it's it's going to be a, a learning process and a growth process, but it's going to have a high learning curve, particularly these first couple of years. You know, in oh. terms of not only the girls on the mat and their technique and their uh, you know their their talent, but but also the coaches. They're going to be learning. You know, because male and female, it's a whole different animal I, I actually coached the girls soccer team at jefferson for five years and it's mm-hmm. a whole different perspective <laughs> right and by the way also my left ear last night the yelling and screaming from the the, the girls is just crazy i had to plug it <laughs> one time it hurt so bad i love it <laughs> yeah. you know i was super impressed uh i was at the individual the independence invitational uh the very first weekend of, of girls competition um Oh, I have to look up the numbers, but, you know, I think there's over 300, I think like 348, 348 wrestlers that competed and each of them uh, were assigned three to four matches. And, uh, you know, they still were able to, to run that tournament on six mats. Um, I think uh, like 549 matches in, uh, five and a half hours. Um, you know, 35 teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it, it was exciting all the way through. I mean, it was standing room only. Uh, you saw the support. You had three generations of people in the stands. You had parents, grandparents, siblings, uh, watching, uh, these athletes compete. It was, it was really cool. And what, uh, you, you want high school athletics to be, um, you know, personally, it was really cool to see the, the spectrum of competitors that were out there. Uh, you know, you had individuals like Jillian Worthen, who's ranked, uh, like 10th or, or, or close to that, you know, uh, nationally. And, and is a dominant uh, wrestler. Uh, saw some individuals that uh, you know were out for the very first time. <clears throat> um, uh, I know there is at least uh, one or two um, competitors who uh, are out for wrestling and playing basketball at the same time, just because they wanted to give it a try and see what it was like. Um, you know, um, there was, and this is kind of a, a story I'll, I'll kind of 
touch on a little bit um, that I'm working on uh, uh, for the holidays. And an example I'd like to um, share, um, <clears throat> Addison Berger, a wrestler for uh, uh, West Delaware. You know, she was a, she was an individual that, uh, oh, she, she suffered some medical um, issues. I don't know if it was COVID-19 related. Um, we have time set up to talk to her about that. But uh, she spent a long time in the hospital. Um, she worked on rehabbing. She, she played softball, tried to come back. I think might have pitched in a game and then had complications and uh, wasn't able to, to play softball again. And then all of a sudden here she is wrestling. Um, she got cleared. Dale Meyer, who was, was a longtime uh, assistant coach at West Delaware in the boys program. So the head coach of the girls talked her into coming out um, and she wrestled, uh, at India, I think she went two and two, had two pins, and one of the pins she jumped up and uh, after the match ran to the corner um, and gave Meyer a huge giant hug. I mean, it's it's stuff like that that's pretty cool to see uh, emerging with uh, girls wrestlers. And one other thing I'll, I'll kind of mention uh, here really quick is last night at the uh, uh, the Prairie Clear Creek Amanda Albernet. Uh, triangular for boys that I was at uh one of the one of the fans sitting next to me leaned over and said what do you think about girls wrestling and you know I I always like to harken back to a pinning combination um that Wyatt and I had years ago where we talked to Terry Steiner who is the uh U.S. women's team coach and uh when I mentioned that I had daughters but uh you know, I didn't want them wrestling, you know, uh, I, I just didn't see them wrestling. It's like, okay, you talk about all these great things that wrestling has introduced into your life and has helped you get to where you're at. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, now you're trying to say half the population shouldn't have that same experience. And that was the light switch that clicked on oh. that really changed my mind that was like oh wow i you know i didn't necessarily think about that mainly because it was co-ed back then really um but that's what changed my mind that's why i think it was so important that iowa sanctioned girls wrestling and i think you're starting to see that occur uh you're starting to see the tangible uh results with stuff like that. And I think other people are realizing it too, because we have boomed. We have just boomed in the state of Iowa. Um, so much so Jason Haig from Marion said, we're walking into the independence gym. And one of our managers was like, do you think I, I think I would like to give it a try. He was like, all right, yeah. that's fine. So you've got, somebody that was coming out as a manager decided, no, I want to compete now. And I think that's, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, on a zoom meeting, Aaron Kirtley, who's in charge of the, the Iowa union, Iowa girls union uh, in wrestling uh, mentioned that 
the uh, the numbers, as you would expect, have have increased this year over last year in terms of participation. We, last year it was one thousand. This year it's doubled. It's two thousand, and it's just only going to go up. So yep. that's that's wonderful. And like you said, there's an evolution. There's a, there's an evolution to this to where, you know, you you know, coaches are still trying to figure out, you know, and ADs as well. Okay, how are the competitions going to look like? You know, we've seen kind of scrambles, uh, and we've seen some duels, and you know, even um, like for us, we're going to be at the, uh, we're going to start calling dual weekly duels at uh, uh, on KCRG nine point two. Um, we're going to have some events where the boys and girls duels are going to be going on simultaneously. Um, so there's still kind of a uh, kind of an evolution that's taking place. You mentioned it with uh, you know how uh, the competitors themselves will, will grow, how coaches are going to learn, um, you know uh, how to how to coach and instruct and um, deal with certain things in the sport uh, with female wrestlers that would be different than what they've uh, dealt with, with uh, boys. So, you know, this is something that's just going to grow and improve and get better um, as things go along. And, it, and I, I, you know, it, it's weird because it's kind of, uh, um, I don't know, there's just kind of a rejuvenation, I guess, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, the whole sport, the entire sport. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's kind of interesting talking to Dale Meyer, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. Um, but, you know, he talked about how it just kind of getting to work with these uh, kind of new, eager athletes, uh, it, it's kind of re-energized him a little bit. You know, that he, he might have been on his way out of coaching and, you know, doing more hobby stuff. Um, to where he was like really excited and it's been really, really fun. Uh, I know Tom Danner, a uh, coach from Western Dubuque, got respect and liked Tom Danner a ton. And he's taught, he's the girls coach now at Western Dubuque, former uh, boys coach before Paul Cleary. And he's talked about how much fun um, he's had working with the female athletes and, um, and instructing them uh, this season. And, and I think you've seen that uh, uh, at Kennedy, you know, with a few, you know, Craig uh, Malico. Um, boy, I, I, and I think if there's ever a perfect uh, uh, coach for this, Malico's uh, there uh, with his approach and his enthusiasm. Well, his um, assistant coach isn't a bad pick either. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Heenick uh, helping him out. It was kind of funny watching them the first day of practice and, uh, Malico being in charge, saying that Heenick has to earn his uh, <laughs> paycheck <laughs> as the assistant. <laughs> um, you know, you see somebody like Mike Gears at Lin Linmar, who's been a part of uh, uh, the boys program. He's been a part of Linmar wrestling at various levels from middle school to, to varsity for 25 some years. And he's uh, heading up the girls program. And, and you know, they've got great numbers. And then you look at Zach uh, Chichka. Um, you know, at Prairie, who is a former Prairie Hawk wrestler, and he comes back to Prairie to head the 
girls program after being at Solon. And uh, uh, I'm not sure if you can help me out with the, the Jefferson uh, head coach, girls um, coach. Vicki, um, what's her married name? Sorry, Vicki. Vicki was a, was a, a, a manager, um, Matt made manager for us. And then it was a teacher at Wilson Middle School. And uh, she's had such a wonderful personality. So, and her parents have followed and supported Jefferson athletics in particular wrestling. And uh, so she's going to do a great job. Interestingly enough, the season starts and what happens? She has her second or third baby. <laughs> so, so her husband is actually her assistant coach. So they're tag team. And I think uh, as far as I know, it must, must be uh, practices or something. So um, I'm, she just has a newborn baby. So yeah. And, um, you were able to actually, uh, I hope you don't mind me kind of mentioning this right now. Uh, you actually uh, went to the Jefferson room and officiated some kind of exhibition matches in the wrestling room uh, with some wrestlers from Jefferson, Washington, and Kennedy, right? Right. It's, it's interesting that the, the connections between all three schools. So Kennedy and Jefferson had probably about 18 to 20 wrestlers. This was before the season started, and they wanted to, they wanted us to go through everything: the weigh-in, the pre-meet talk, the the uh, you know checking fingernails, and and uh, you know all those sorts of things. And so they could go through, and then they had matches. They paired them up and just had you know scrimmage matches. And uh, Washington had two wrestlers that came over, and um, anyway, so it was a real fun learning experience. But the the the, the wrestler room, we were using one mat, and I got Jeff Knox, who was my former uh, wrestler that was the the Kennedy youth coach for many years was this that's now started officiating so i got him to come over and he wanted to to you know get some practice time in and so the two of us officiated and it was really cool and the gym was like i said really loud <laughs> you know that old wrestling room you know what that's like at washington right yeah and it gets noisy yep. but uh it was half packed i mean there's there were parents there there's, there's i noticed teachers from jefferson i don't know if there's any teachers from other schools but i don't know them anymore but uh uh, that were just watching because they were curious and wanted to see it. And it was just crazy. It was a fun night. And uh, there's a lot of, a lot of learning went on that night for sure. So it was very cool, which is going to happen this season. Yeah. You know, we're, we're already seeing, uh, you know, some of the big events I mentioned, I was at, uh, you know, the Indie Invitational. Um, you can see my story from, from that at the gazette.com uh, feature on Keely Curley. Uh, obviously, that's a name that uh, a lot of people recognize in East Buck uh, uh, wrestling circles. Um, her older brother and older sister, uh, I believe it, Kyle and uh, uh, sister uh, Kendra, um, who I actually uh, did a little piece on um, at State talking to Dan Fox at the time because she was a member of the boys Um uh, program back then and went on to be a, a All-American, I believe, at uh, Ottawa University um, as well. But she's now a, a co-head coach and and Keely Curley, obviously one of the uh, uh, standouts there uh, for East Buck. So you can check out that story. Also uh, have uh, some notes um, around uh, – uh, Marion's Jordan Wheeler, uh, a senior for Marion, who was one of the uh, first girls at the the school when they went. Now, I'm not saying like the first girls ever. Um, I'm just saying um, when Jason Haig went out, uh, be like three years ago when she was a freshman and 
and gathering some uh, athletes together and say, hey, we're looking to start up and get girls participation, you know, who'd be interested. And she was one of the five that showed up to that meeting. Um, and she's, uh, you know, with graduation and, and uh, quitting, she's the only one left out of that group um, here for her senior season. So um, you guys can check that out at uh, thegazette.com. And then the other one is a feature on uh, Emma Peach. Uh, I think a lot of people recognize that name. Uh, uh, Millie Peach was a, a standout nationally ranked wrestler for Iowa Valley. This is her younger sister. Um, and then, of course, she's she's got uh, sister Brianna Peach. Uh, both of them are very, very good wrestlers for uh, Jeremy Kriegel uh, there at Iowa Valley. Um, but just kind of going back to the evolution of things, you know, you're you're still not only are coaches and, and competitors kind of learning the uh, learning things and and how to do things, but you're still kind of getting uh, you're still trying to walk your way through. Okay, how are we going to share um, facilities and how are we going to manage practices? And I, it's interesting to see kind of the different way things are being done by different programs. Um, you know, like um, Prairie, I believe, um, has the girls are practicing at Prairie Point, you know, one of their, uh, uh, I think, a junior high uh, there on the Prairie campus. Um, you know, uh, Kennedy, I believe they were alternating, uh, morning and afternoon practices with the boys, uh, the girls and boys one week, they, you know, they alternate days in the morning and afternoon and then switch it the next week. Uh, I think Linmar was just sharing the facility straight out. Um, so the boys would have it by themselves when the girls were competing, like say on a Monday night. And then when the boys are wrestling on Thursday, girls have it to themselves, but they're sharing it other ways. It's going to be interesting to see how this all kind of plays out and as programs develop kind of best practices and standards um, moving forward, too. And we talked about that uh, and alluded to that in our in our podcasts uh, in the Penny Combination, gosh, two years ago or when, it, when we were discussing this and saying there's all these things that have to be worked out. And that's the things we're talking about, the, the logistics and they'll get it worked out. It's, it's now, I mean, it's, it's here. It's not how are we going to do it? If it gets here, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, just uh, one more time, if you go to uh, iowaprepsports.com um, and the gazette.com, you can see some of the, the pieces already you mentioned the feature on Keely Curley from independent, the independence invitational uh, Curley from East Buck. Um, and then the the preseason feature on Emma Peach of Iowa Valley uh, notes from last week. Uh, we've also mentioned uh, um, girls wrestling in uh, our wrestling weekend that was uh, takes it run on Monday, including the Limar Invitational uh, or not Invitational the Limar Duels um, that were last weekend that Waverly Shell Rock won. Um, I believe beat Cedar Falls in the finals. Uh, uh, Prairie and Linmar uh, wrestle for third and fourth. So uh, check out uh, all that there. And of course, uh, uh, we'll have updates and um, coverage throughout the season as, as things go along. Um, 
you know, let's shift gears to the boys. You know, they're, they're just getting started. Competition started this week. Um, you know, I was out at uh, uh, Albernet for uh, three duels between Albernet, Clear Creek Amanda, and Cedar Rapids Prairie. Um, Cedar Rapids Prairie won both duels. Uh, tight one against Clear Creek Amanda, which was a little surprising. They won 39-36 uh, there. Uh, but then bounced back and beat uh, Albernet 40-27. Albernet handled Clear Creek Amanda 50-21 or something like that. But uh, tell you what, uh, uh, just talking about uh, uh, small schools in the area, it's going to be fun to watch kind of Albernet and Lisbon um, kind of battle it out this year because I think you have two teams um, that uh, – that are right. going to be really good, really right. competitive with each other. Absolutely. I was kind of looking at it. I see that uh, Albernet's bringing back all 49 of their state points in, in their state medalists. And, and uh, I, you know, between the Klostermans, you made kind of a joke of it, but it's <laughs> the neighbors, the Klostermans, and the uh, Solistas. That's yeah. They've got it going at Albernet. So you're right. Albernet's it's, they've really stepped it up. They have been stepping it up and this is going to be a nice year for them, I think so. And Lisbon has, they lost a pretty good chunk of their, mm -hmm. you know, so they're probably stepping down to start with anyway. And uh, on paper, and then, you know, Lisbon's never down very long, but uh, right. if they're ever down <laughs> and uh, so they'll be right back up there. And then uh, obviously on the, on the state front, throw Don Bosco in there, of course. It, it, oh, for sure. They're not too far from our area. But, yep. uh, um, and so, you know, so those three, again, will be, it'll be a lot of fun. I agree with you. Yeah. Don Bosco, I would say probably a heavy, oh, yeah. uh, heavy favorite, but, you know, just, just looking at uh, Albernet and Lisbon, I mean, I think it's going to be, I think Albernet has the, uh, might have their best team since those kind of teams when Rush, uh, first took over. Yeah, um, maybe even before with, with yeah. and just, uh, yeah, that group there. But well, yeah. Don Bosco graduated two state champs and a runner up, and they return on 59 points. Remember, I said Albernet 49, Don Bosco mm -hmm. 59. So, I mean, they all reload, right? But so right. it might be closer than we think. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Albernet's got some younger uh, kids. That, you know, some freshmen, some talented freshmen uh, that's kind of solidifying that lineup. So um, it's going to be fun to watch, uh, watch Albernet as the season goes along. Um, you know, uh, just kind of uh, moving around classes, um, go to 3A here in the area. Um, boy, just kind of looking at things. I think the area is kind of a two-horse race, really. When you look at Linmar and City High, boy, they—is it me or do they just look like they're head and shoulders above uh, maybe the rest of the the Mississippi Valley Conference? Right. In, in the in the three A field, it's I would say the those two, and then really the rest are way down. Uh, not that they're bad or anything, but Linmar is is loaded to the gills. Yes. I has arguably the best wrestler in the state. <laughs> Certainly the most decorated one. He's a world champ. And uh, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that 
it's going to be those guys, those teams are, they're fun. They're going to be, but they're still not going to be able to, I don't know if they're going to be able to compete with, we'll see, but you know, with Waverly Shellrock is loaded to the gills, as you might have guessed. Mm-hmm. Southeast Polk is loaded to the gills again. So Linmar is going to be knocking at the door. Hopefully City High will be knocking at that door to maybe do some damage and work into that trophy hunt. But yeah, so I agree with you. It's those two. And then down the way, everyone's going to be young. And and uh, we'll see what tomorrow night. I think we're, we're going to watch two green schools. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> young. Kennedy, who's you know wears green, and Iowa City West, who wears green. Right. They're both young. So uh, um, I think that's going to be an indicator tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. That'll be fun. You guys can catch that on KCRG 9.2, uh, where Coach Briggs and I will have the call. Boys, uh, only event since the, uh, the uh, Donnybrook uh, girls competition starts uh, uh, Thursday. Um, but, yeah, you know, you look at uh, what City High has, you know, with Keeter, and you've got uh, Gabe Arnold, who uh, – you know, as a two-time national uh, prep school champion um, from Wyoming, Wyoming Seminary uh, at Iowa City High, uh, uh, University of Iowa signee as well. You know, he's one of the, oh, I think the latest flow wrestling rankings has him as number 12 uh, pound for pound in the 2023 uh, class. Um, and, of course, Keeter's number three. Uh, was number two, now number three. Um, so you've got <laughs> two of the nation's best seniors um, in the lineup. You've got two really energetic, um, strong uh, juniors in Kale Seaton and Kale Kurtz, uh, both two-time state medalists. Uh, then you've got Jake Mitchell, who just happens to have the lineage and in, in the pedigree of uh, the Gable and Mitchell families, um, you know, who know a little bit about wrestling, um, who's in the rankings. And then Ryan Ott, who, who's a ranked wrestler, very, uh, uh, very good competitor. So that's, uh, uh, you know, that's a strong half a lineup that's going to do damage dual-wise and, uh, in tournaments because you have those big point scores, and then Linmar, <clears throat> if I remember right, I think nine was state experience. Um, and you have title contenders in, you know, the two Nakaborns, um, and Braden Park. Um, you know, uh, Grant Cress. Grant Cress is an outstanding wrestler, even though he, he doesn't necessarily have the uh, same <clears throat> um, hardware that uh, those other guys I mentioned does, but you know he he's a heck of a wrestler. Um, Did you mention Malik? Leak the bones back. Uh, I was going to say Malik Debo, uh, but uh, going back to the Nakamoras in Park, that those three competed at the Super Thirty Two, an extremely tough tournament. And uh, down, I'm not even sure where it's at, down southeast. Green, Greensboro, North Carolina, I believe. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, um, Tate was, was a runner-up, I believe, in it. And then, and then uh, Kane was 
was uh, went three and two, and then uh, Bra uh, Braden, uh, I have to be careful not to say Bryce. Braden was. <laughs> I make that mistake. So they did very well. They did very well in that extremely tough tournament. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, this is a this is a little more team. It kind of reminds me of um, oh. Uh, the team with, uh, like, I think it was Borschel's freshman year. Uh, I think uh, McDonald was a part of that. Um, I think they got third in duels that year. I think this team uh, might be as good, if not better, uh, than Stryker's team from, from way back then. Um, so I think some very special uh, – uh, Special season could be sitting right in front of those guys. Uh, Agreed. Yep. And no one wants that more than striker. <laughs> yep. sure. um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, finally in 2A, uh, I think this could be a pretty compelling uh, uh, season, especially when we get back to tournament time. Um, I think we could be in for a doozy with uh, Osage and West Delaware. Um when they both uh, when and if they uh, they cross paths and in battle, uh, boy, at this point in time, on paper, West Delaware has some work to do, and they have five medalists back, and I I know. they have work to do. Uh, Osage is loaded; they have all their points back, one hundred and eight and a half points, a, a champion, and five medalists to boot. So, uh, but you're right, West Delaware can do it. You know. And who knows what West Delaware, we'll see on that. But mm -hmm. they're certainly, you know, their cupboards aren't empty. That's for darn sure. Um, but I think right now, Osage is the team to beat on paper based on what they did at state last year. And, and uh, but right now, yeah, that's, that's who they're, who everyone's chasing, I think, is Osage. And West Delaware is probably out in front of that pack that's chasing them. Yeah. You know, I, um, it's going to be interesting too, because I think there's some dynamic, uh, there are some dynamics with some teams. Uh, you look at a team like union community where, you know, you, you've got a, a state champ and Chase Hedeman back. Um, and you know, they've got three or four, uh, they've got three or four guys that could three returning medalists, state medalists. They've got three or four guys that, that could find the the award stand um, in Des Moines. And in 2A, that could be enough to get you into the top five. Yeah. Uh, we've seen we've yeah. seen that kind of thing uh, before in Class 2A. So yeah. you've got a team there with Union where it's a matter of quality over quantity. Uh, that could be a top five team in Des Moines. I agree with you. And, and I didn't look real close at uh, returning for uh, West Burlington, who kind of surprised quite a few people last year mm -hmm. had a great year and, and then ended up uh, winning it. Right. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so um, I think they, they're not, I think they have a pretty good chance to do what you mentioned right there, you know, with a few, you know, maybe win it or do something. Yeah. I believe wall CJ Walrath is back. Uh, Right. You know, and that's a that's a guy that can get a lot of points. Is he a champ or a runner up last year? Was... Oh, I'd have to go back and look. He's a champ. So yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and, and then you look at the kind of the the flip side of that, where you have a team like uh, like Independence, 
who last year was a state runner-up in state duels and returned quite a few guys back from that team, um, but they didn't have a state medalist, which I don't ever remember uh, a previous time where that may have happened. So right there, you've got kind of the, the sum of the parts is greater than the individual with that team, unlike, you know, the quality over quantity with Union. But Independence is a team that, uh, you know, could be in the mix and, and kind of do what they did a year ago. Um, Good point. On the dual side, on the dual side of things. Right. And, and you know, those guys could bust through this year and, and you know, do individual success as well and put themselves in that traditional state tournament top 10 or whatever. So, yeah. And the one thing with independence too, they do have a couple wrestlers that were medalists two years ago. Um, you know, so in 2021, uh, they were medalists that just didn't uh, make the award stand last year. So uh, there is a, you know, they do have uh, guys that have done that in the past, just not last year, but, you know, and you know, with uh, Michael Doyle and, and Keith Conley and the staff up there, um, you know, that team aspect, uh, that balance and, and the depth that they seem to have, um, they'll make the most out of that. And could be a team to, to watch for on the dual side of things, even if uh, maybe tournament-wise, uh, um, they're not quite as uh, strong. Always love watching their progress. Coach Doyle does a great job in company. Yep. And then uh, just uh, quickly, you know, this first weekend, um, always a big weekend. You've got the Donnybrook down in Coralville where you'll see teams like uh, uh, Waverly Shell Rock. We mentioned Linmar and uh, Iowa City High are there. Um, you know, you've got teams from out of state coming in. Uh, they'll compete Friday and Saturday. Uh, girls <coughs> wrestling will be Thursday and Friday. Um, and this first weekend, you know, we'll have the, the Independence um invitational um as well i believe the keith young and tournaments at west delaware going on um so we're going to be uh jumping right into the the hopper here this first week like always like every year right right i'm down at williamsburg at their duels so we'll see that what's going on down there the uh but before we sign off I want, i'm going to do this here and i'm going to do it again next time as well so Okay. Now, we're desperate for officials. With the addition of the girls, we've doubled our need for, for officials. And, you know, the officials that are out there are working their butt behinds off. And, like, I know officials that have been booked since, you know, since after Thanksgiving, all the way up till like the 18th or 20th of December without any days off other than Wednesdays. And now that's when we have our, our uh, officials meetings, like I have a Zoom meeting tonight. So there's just, it's crazy. And some of the officials are getting worked overtime because you'll go to tournaments and they don't have enough officials there. So you have to stay on the mat and you don't get a rest or oh. yeah. Like I like in the last two days since yesterday and into today, I bet I've had 15 emails asking for, for officials. We don't have an official. We need an official. We need an official central city today asked for official for I think this is next week. I've had some others for, for tomorrow and for and then for Friday and Saturday. And it's like, boy. So if you can are interested at all in, in officiating, please, please reach out to myself, 
You can reach out to the Eastern Iowa Wrestling Officials Association uh, online there. And then, uh, uh, but we really need you, male or female. And I actually maybe more female than male because we've got these girls that could sure use some leadership and some role models out there. So please think about that. Yeah. Yeah, please do. Please do. And with that being said as well, fans keep that in mind too when you're out there. Um, people out there are, they're part of why your children are getting an opportunity to compete. So remember that when you want to complain about calls that are made or, or anything like that, because you very well could turn away an official that is badly needed and could be the difference between being able to have an event so kids can compete and not have it. So uh, remember that when you're in the stands and, and please, uh, you have an opportunity to give back to the sport of wrestling uh, by toting a whistle, uh, consider it. And, and like Coach Briggs, you've done it. You've done it in every fashion that I can think of. You've done it as a competitor. You've done it as a coach. You've done it as a media member. You were doing it as official. Um, you're you're a great one to to take advice from and uh, champion of the cause. A lot of great people that are involved as officials and obviously in every aspect of the sport, but there's some really great people that are absolutely busting their behinds working hard for the sport. So come join us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, coach, boy, I tell you what, we covered a lot uh, uh, today. First time coming back. So a lot to, a lot to talk about. It was fun. Uh, I, I always enjoy it. Uh, when we're able to do this and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, make sure you tune in every week. Um, you know, to, to coach Briggs and I, we're hoping to maybe have uh, some guests uh, join us uh, throughout the season. And we'll just kind of leave it at that, uh, hoping that uh, works out. So you can uh, uh, look for that as well. I'd like to give a big shout out to our world cup buddy, uh, Nathan Ford. That's World Cup of Soccer, not the World Cup coming up in uh, Coralville for wrestling. But our, our soccer World Cup buddy, Nathan Ford, for uh, producing this and uh, uh, working with us every week during the wrestling season as well. Hey, let's keep wrestling on the move. Thanks for watching, everybody. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.